When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Razaban IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Delighted to have with me promoter Ben Shalom. Ben, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Listen, it's been a, it's been a crazy last 24, kind of 48 hours. Um, You've been trending on Twitter. I'm sure you, you're... You for the first time. Actually, for the, for the first time. Is it the first time? Is it the first time? Just explain from the beginning. Obviously, we're here for obviously that one reason, one reason only. This whole Fabio Wardley, Fraser Clark, Perspids. I'll start off with just an open question and then I'll fire away as you speak. Um, your perspective of the Perspids being announced uh, a number of weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, to the purse bids being cancelled by Boxer and yourself. Just open question for you to explain and then I'll just fire away some, some further questions upon that. It's a fight that we've been trying to make, I've said before, before and during purse bids. Um, it was something we were very surprised when it was called for. We didn't um, call for it, but I don't want to dig anyone out. Um, but when, when it was called for, that was not a route that we were going to go down because we planned for Fraser to have rounds and have eight rounds, ten rounds, it doesn't matter how good you are, you have to have rounds in the bank and any boxing trainer any boxing professional anyone involved in the sport will tell you that and everyone knows that and and so when it gets to the stage where we tried to do a deal last night and we couldn't then, then we have no choice but in our eyes to make a correct boxing decision for Fraser Clark and make sure that he gets his at least one ten rounder before he jumps into a twelve rounder, having having boxed six rounders mostly because his team wanted that and wanted activity. And and we have we care about Fraser Clark. We're there to make sure he has the right experience before he jumps into the into the, into the twelve rounders and and the deep end where not just phase Fabio Wardley, but after that and where he can go from there. We want him to get that experience get the fights that he needs to get and to, to after his sixth fight to expect it to expect a fighter to jump from two rounds over eight it was an eight rounder his last one in fairness but it was two rounds box six rounders for his 
first fights to jump into a 12 rounder on anything from 21 days notice could be could be short could be longer if we don't win the bid um and we and we were confident in winning the bid but it wasn't for us ever going to be next and that's all it was we're confident of still perhaps doing a deal we've offered a huge amount of money to 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 make that happen but we'll do it at the right time for his boxing career so uh, from the beginning you you mentioned there that when it was announced by the board, it wasn't yourself that kind of triggered the board to, to have phrased that as, as a mandatory for Fabio's the British title. You obviously don't want to get into the back and forth, but I'm assuming that came from Fraser's management team. Am I correct in understanding that? Yeah, I think to be fair to them, they probably didn't think they were asking for it to be called now. And that's a question you have to ask them. But the stupidity to order a fighter after six fights who's not even done a 10 rounds to fight 12 rounds British title. Yes, he's talented. Yes, he beat... Who I'm not disrespecting Fabio Wardley. I want to be careful not to do that. He, we beat the fighters that we're talking about. But for us, we have to take care with his career. And it doesn't matter how much pressure or the situation that I found myself in because of things outside of my control, I'm going to make sure that I do the right thing and I do the right thing for my fighter. And and that's that's the long of short of it. Whether Fraser wants to fight anyone, and he's a fighter, and that's why people will fall in love with him. He's a fighter, and he would take fights on his first fight, and he's going to earn a lot of money. He's a people's champion, and we're going to make sure that he takes the right fights for him at the right time. Now, this, for us, is probably even in one fight's time, but we're not going to allow him to, to, to not have that. 10 rounds at 12 rounds because we feel that that's just a sensible fit. It doesn't matter whether you're um, Lomachenko or Spence or Crawford, that is just boxing and, and it's as simple as that and uh, it's it's 100% the correct decision. I think anyone in boxing c can understand that. The the PR is to is to try and goad him to go myself into back and forth or to or to take do something that is so unnatural and um, and yeah we want to make that fight I believe Fabio Wardley Mike will, will will sit down and see the numbers on the table and be like where where else am I going to make that sort of money so the board announced it a purse bid date is scheduled if you don't and negotiate a deal in between now I know. You've, you've been vocal about that, that you've spoken to Fabio and his team about doing a deal without going to purse bids. Fabio's obviously not contracted to match him. It's a fight-by-fight -fight deal, so you were free to do so. So were you not able to come up with the finances or the numbers that Fabio and his team wanted for, for a deal not to be reached before going to purse bids? We believe we've now offered a deal that it would be in excess of what the purse bid would be. Purse bids have problems. White Fury was an example. You don't have the promotional obligations that you need. You want to make sure you put it... We we know when we want to make this fight. We know how we want to make this fight. We want to make it as big as possible. We've put numbers, and we believe we have deeper pockets than anyone else for this fight. But we want it on the right terms, with the right contract at the right time. There's no need for it not to be. When we were speaking to Fabio Wardley's team, they never said, speak to this promoter, speak to that promoter. It's been It's been fairly straightforward. Yes... When the purse bids were ordered, it's an attractive thing for them. Suddenly they're getting 60% of a fight against Fraser Clark and they know that we can't afford to lose it. Because, and, and not only that, that so in, if, if Fraser Clark was ready and had had the 10 rounds and 12 rounds, we'd be bidding very, very high. But right now, 
this is this is where we're at. We believe um, we believe we know we made the right decision. We know it's the right decision, and and most people in boxing will will understand that. Fabius put a tweet out to say that the offer that was made to us was nowhere near his highest person, and states clearly that his last paycheck was higher than what you offered. Just your reaction to that, please. That's just not true, um, and I don't want to again get involved in other teams' politics. If his management team would like me to reveal the offers that have been made, then I'm happy to do that. I know it was more than his last fight. We've even offered yesterday a standalone fight figure for this fight, a huge number. And if they want me to publicise them, then I will. But out of respect for his management team, who've shown, who've been respectful of myself, I'm not going to do that until they ask me to. Um, but I can confirm that it was it was definitely higher and is a huge offer and money that he's not going to earn elsewhere. Obviously, I don't want to create drama, further drama. A lot of drama was caused on, on, on Twitter yesterday. Um, with your offer that you made to Fabio, did it come with any other strings, such as, like some promoters do and have the right to do so, is multi-fights and, and a number of fights, plus the Fraser fight? Was that an obstacle for potentially Fabio's team to say that we just wanted a one-fight deal with good money? I think the... the the, when we first started talking, and again, I don't want to disclose things, it was always about how do we build the biggest fight out of this. We know it's going to be a big British fight. How do we do the best for both fighters and build a big fight? Then when Purse Kids got ordered, that's when it became more difficult because of the situation I've explained. We have now got to a stage where we have offered a one fight, no strings attached, one off, huge fight, huge purse. This isn't a money thing. This is about Fraser Clark at least being allowed to have a 10-rounder, at least being allowed to have a, a fight that, that, that prepares him for the distance, not the fight of the distance. That's all this is. And it's, a, it's an absolute no-brainer. And, and, and the rest of it is games. And uh, it's done very well. Honestly, it's done very well. Of course, it's made huge news. Fraser Clark's a big deal. The other fighters are, are enjoying are building his name off the off the back of this Fraser Clark fight, and we hope the fight will happen. We really do, and we think we're putting big numbers up to do it. Um, and yeah, it, we, we, there's a fight there for on a one-off basis. But you can categorically sit here and say that your offer made to Fabio Wardy was the highest paycheck that he would ever receive. Well, to date, hundred percent, hundred percent, and it still stands. Our latest offer is even bigger than that. Our latest offer is possibly double, possibly a record fee. And uh, I'm happy for the, to be proven wrong, but I've spoken to I was speaking to Mick Hennessy about it last night. He said, you've offered what? You've offered what? I mean, we want to make this fight. We want to make him extremely wealthy off this fight. It's a huge offer for a British title. And uh, I mean, it still stands, and we're happy for it to be accepted. If Fabio then contests it and says that, no, it wasn't, you've just said that you're happy, as long as Fabio and his team are happy to disclose that amount to him, whether that's personal or whether that's through social media, however that happens, but you're happy to do that. If his management team want me to do of course. That's it, that's it. One of the other things that, obviously, most of the drama took place yesterday on, on Wednesday, the 10th of May, is... Everyone was so excited. I saw Twitter from, from 8, 7 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning, and everyone was talking about the purse bids at 12 o'clock, etc. Why did you pull out the purse bids 
so close to the time of the Perspids, and we're talking literally 10, 15 minutes before. We pulled out the day before. When it was delivered by the board, it's up to them. We would consider, I told Fabio's team, we're trying to do a negotiation. I said, guys, I have to be honest. I'm not going into the Perspids. I'm trying to do a deal here. We couldn't, we have a fight for Fraser. That's how we're doing it. And that was it. And um, we were pretty clear with that. And uh, as I say, when the board tells who they want to tell, that's their prerogative. So you told the board the day before? Yep. I, I told, his management told the board the day before. Yeah. So Eddie Hearn obviously did an interview on IFL TV last night and he said that, you know, at 7am in the morning, we, we contacted the board to make sure it was still going on and we got one of our guys who got on the train to Cardiff. So... What's Eddie saying something else there that obviously they weren't away and they were told that yes, it's still going ahead at seven o'clock in the morning and hence he sent a representative towards Cardiff for the post Yeah, but I, I don't know if it's... A lot of this is just a PR thing around trying to make out that we've done something that crazy or done something stupid. This is an absolute no-brainer for us. It should have never been ordered in a boxing sense, ever. He's still going to be the fastest guy to fight, whether it's his next fight or the fight after. And we informed the board the, the day before. I, I didn't. It's for his management to do. And I know that they, they informed the board the day before. So I don't want to get him back and forth. I know everyone wants me to. I know that's part of the game. We do want to work with other promoters. This was never about a, one promotional company and another promotional company. If Fabio Ward, his team had asked us to speak to another promotional company, we'd have done it. This for us was, why go to a purse bid when we feel we can do the fight anyway? Anyone, not not just one promoter or two promoters anyone can can bid on a purse bid and decide when it is especially when we feel we have to give Fraser and afford Fraser the rounds and the board know that and yes they shouldn't have been whoever they should and again not throwing anyone in the bus they shouldn't have and I could be very angry about that as to why a purse bid's been been lobbied for without my you know I could be I have to deal with that. I have to stand up. I have to do it, make a decision that I know is right, despite being in a position that I don't want to be in. And the bottom line is, he, he, he should have. I think, to be honest, that that's it. It should have. It should have never been ordered. And um, we want to stay out of the. It's being used as a as a thing to goad us with, as to go Fraser with. Any fighter worth anything is going to get angry when a fighter that he feels he believes his levels above is, is saying, "Oh, you don't want the fight and this and that and all this kind of stuff." Even whether it's his first fight, fifth fight, tenth fight, um, and that's why he has a team that actually care about him and doesn't listen to um, people that don't don't have his best interests at heart. Fabio made it very, very clear over the last couple of weeks that he wanted that fight. Um, I spoke to him on the weekend after the Boatsy fight and he said, I made my team aware that I want the fight. It's down to them what they do. 258 obviously wanted the fight, hence why they call the purse bids. Question ar arises is, are you contractually permitted to pull a fighter or pull your fighter out of a, of a purse bid or does that ultimate decision come from the fighter or the team? Could you just clarify? It comes from the team and we, are, we, we have to sit down as a team and we have to make a decision as a team, and we have to make sure that um, that we do what's right. And we, so again, for me, I'm almost find it difficult because it's just not a sensible boxing conversation. It should have shouldn't have been ordered. It was ordered prematurely. What other fighter has fought six rounders and then been ordered into a twelve round title fight? Of course, it's, of 
course it's, it doesn't make sense. The fact that we're willing to do it after one ten rounder is 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 really showing where where we're at. Even that, but to 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 be put in that position, no, no way. Some of the comments out. Some of the comments that were thrown at you were Fraser was in tears. You have robbed the fans. There was no valid reason for you to pull him. Um, was he in tears when you told him? Of course. Do you think Fraser Clark? <laughs> Look, I'm not even going to get into that. It's just again, I've given my reasons. It, he, anyone in boxing knows why. The the the. It's quite transparent as to why they would like Fraser to roll the dice without having done a 12-rounder or 10-rounder even or anything and, and jump into a situation like that because he's going to be a superstar. And it's, this is the time to try and goad him into it. We're not robbing the fans. We're making the biggest offer we could possibly make or anyone could possibly make to make the fight happen and to make sure it's the biggest fight possible for both fighters. And it headlines in front of millions of people. And again, that's not saying this platform. That's, it's just a fact. This is a massive British title fight, massive British heavyweight title fight for Fraser in his career and a big moment for his career. And we're going to get it right and we're going to make sure that we've, we've done what we can. There was a tweet that allegedly was put out by Fraser which, said, which read deflated, which was then obviously deleted. How is he? I'm sure you've spoken to him and there's a lot of backlash coming on Twitter from from fans, from fighters, from promoters and managers against yourself and Fraser, but how is Fraser? It's not easy, you know, when you're not used to the public, um, like, like being in the public light. He is still, a, a, in, this game is, is, is new in that sense and the, the, the onslaught and the pressure and the this and the that and he's a fighting man. The last thing he wants to do is not fight someone, he'd fight them tomorrow. He'd fight them tomorrow. He'd do anything. So, the, seeing all that is hurtful. Seeing all that is 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 a position that it's been caused by things else that I don't want to get into. And he understands that we we care about him, and he understands, you know, where where his heads are. And you know, it's not. I think from this experience, and Tyson Fury, Dillian White. Anthony Joshua have to go through an awful hell of a lot that people will never understand the ups and downs, the criticism, the praise, the ducking, the this, the that. It takes a thick skin and it takes getting used to. And I'm not saying you can't handle it. I'm saying this is for the level of interest after just six fights is a lot. And, um, and that's all it is. One of the things that you've told me numerous times in our interviews is that you want to work with all promoters uh, and fighters and, and want to make the best fights for boxing. This was, people used it as a contradiction last night and said that, well, you're saying this on one hand and on the other hand, you're actually pulling your fighter away. Eddie Hearn gave a comparison where he let Dalton Smith lost the purse bits for Casey Benjamin. Alisa Bumgarner obviously fought Michaela Mayer uh, on, on the Sky card as well. So could, could you promote on this side, understand the frustration on the other side? If... Fraser have been in a different position in his career then of course this is nothing to do with another promoter as I said we were dealing with Fabio Wardley's team Dalton Smith was very well prepared for a British title fight was fighting Casey Benjamin who had probably had who wasn't in that position it's nothing to do with it it's being used as a, perhaps an opportunity to say to, to try and say that we're just like everyone else and that we're just like no we're not will do what's right for the fighter and I know what's right for Fraser Clark and in six months time everyone will see what's right for Fraser Clark it's an absolute 
no-brainer and I don't care what anyone says. I'll listen to people in his team. I'll listen to people that train him and listen to him and I'll listen to people that, are, that, that care about his long-term career. Not, again, not what, 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 other, what other parties or other want him to do. And, of course, we want a good relationship with promoters, all of them, and we, and we do. And we'd like an open relationship with Matchroom, but this has never been a promoter thing. This has been about Fabio Wardley's team trying to do a deal with them for the right fight at the right time. So, um, can you confirm if obviously Fraser will still fight on the Adam Azim card June 10th against Armstrong? Is that still going to go ahead? We've not announced the Armstrong fight, so it's not a fight that we've announced. We want to make an announcement next week. I'm going to wait for us to make an announcement. And. I'm excited because we've got a heavyweight that everyone's talking about and that everyone wants to see progress very quickly and be in the big fights very quickly and we will deliver that. Um, but yeah, announcements next week. Let's let the dust settle. Let's see if uh, you know the offer is still there and let's see what happens. Just to again to confirm that you're happy to throw in Fraser Clark with Fabio Woolley after his June 10th fight later on this year, September or December, and you're happy to do a deal directly with Fabio and his team? Without a doubt. I'd like, look, selfishly, I'd like to see Fraser Clark do 10 rounds. I'd like to see him do 12 rounds. I know what's right for him. I know it's, just, it's not an ability thing. It's a distance thing. That's it. Some, everyone needs an experience of it, whether he's going to blast him out in three rounds or not. But given the situation, I think the very least is he, that he has one fight and then, uh, and then we're ready to go. And yeah, the offer will be, he still stands. It's a big offer. We'd like to do it. Um, and we and we hope it happens. Just finally, Ben, uh, we wrap this up. A lot of f- boxing fans disappointed yesterday because they want to see fights happen. We saw Dubois Joyce happen when maybe it was too soon for maybe Dubois, um, but it happened. We saw Degel Groves happen, uh, both on to become world champions later down the line. So fighters want to see these big fights happen now when they can and not marinate too much because then. They, then it gets too difficult to happen. So a lot of frustration on fans' voices and tweets yesterday. So just a message to the fans. The message is please understand that we care about the fighter. We want him in the biggest fights and we'll work with anyone. But we need him to have a little experience of a long-distance fight. That's it. Now, we want the biggest fights. We believe Fabio Wardley is still going to happen and we want it to be as big as possible. It's important that it is for his career. We'd like it to be in September or December. We don't mind and we'll continue to work towards that. But yeah, Fraser's got a big career ahead. He still, hopefully, fingers crossed, becomes the fastest heavyweight British champion that we've ever had. We're moving him. That is a, that's quickly even to be talking about it. So um, yeah, fingers crossed we can get that done and... Um, I think the fans need to appreciate a little bit that this is the right decision for Fraser Clark and we'll see a fight very soon. Ben, thank you for a few moments of your time. Also, thank you to Sign Lounge for allowing us to use the premises to do this interview. And yeah, we'll catch up with you in Bournemouth. Cheers, bro. Ben Shalom, IFL TV, thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.